And we are live. This is Canada Hoops Daily Presents Wrap It Up, the live and interactive Toronto Raptors postgame show. My name is Sheldon Alexander, and I'm happy to be here with you, even though tough night for the Raptors, tough night at the office, but it's okay. We're here. We thrive either way here on Wrap It Up because we are here as a support system for you, the Raptors fans, and and also to give you the perspective that is needed in times like this. And if I would have told you at the start of the week, you know, you got a back-to-back against two of the top teams in the East in terms of the Bucks and the Sixers, and I told you that the Raptors would come out with the split, pretty sure you take that, right? And here we are, Toronto Raptors fall to the Philadelphia 76ers on the second night of a back-to-back. Raptors fall 114-99. to Huge shouts to everyone tuning in. Wherever you are getting this podcast, I appreciate you for tuning in. As mentioned, Canada Hoops Daily presents Wrap It Up. OG listeners know what the deal is with Wrap It Up. But people who are brand new, welcome. Secondly, you might be asking, what exactly is Canada Hoops Daily? Canada Hoops Daily is, I got the answer for you, everything basketball from a Canadian perspective. We're talking news, features, opinions, and more. Your daily hoops source. Canada Hoops Daily, full court coverage of your Toronto Raptors, Canadian NBA stars, and Canada basketball More on the way from that brand. If you want to know everything that's going on with Canada Hoops Daily, make sure you follow along on the social medias. That would be Can Hoops Daily on Twitter, Canada Hoops Daily on YouTube. That's where you find this, the live show, wrap it up after each and every Toronto Raptors game. That's where you find the feeds. You might be listening to this elsewhere right now, but just know eventually that's where you will go to listen to the show at can hoops daily on twitter and at canada hoops daily the youtube page like and subscribe there that way you get the notifications whenever we are up live which we will be after each and every toronto raptors game and of course if you ever miss this live it's no problem we got you covered we end up with the podcast online you can find us on youtube you can also find it apple spotify all that fun stuff Again, just search Canada Hoops Daily. We got you covered here, and we got you covered in terms of Raptors basketball. It's a tough night for your Toronto Raptors. They fall 114 to 99. And it's a tough one because last night, game against the Bucks, so much talk about what was going on with the Raptors offense. Raptors offense had turned the corner. They were the last team in the NBA to get to 110 points in a game. And then the next night, the Raptors come out and score just 99. Tough night for the Raps, for sure. But again, I try to bring up the positives. I try to keep a balanced, long lens of the season. And what I mean by that is, I keep saying it every night, you got to look at the positives, right? Because manage your expectations about what this season was going to be and enjoy the ride of watching the development. And another big boy night for Scotty Barnes. 24 points, 8 rebounds, 8 assists, 9 of 16 shooting. But I'll bring that up because 9 of 16 shooting, my guy was 2 of 7 from 3. Do you want Scotty Barnes taking 7 threes in a game? Probably not. 
But I'm bringing that up more so to think about what his shooting numbers were. Pretty good, right? Pretty solid. And when you have Scotty Barnes playing downhill like that, that's what the Raptors want. That's where he's super effective. And that's the key to his success, I think. Once you get that stuff inside, being able to shoot it outside works better. I'll give him credit, though, in this game. Here's the thing. You end up 2 of 7 because you start off the game knocking down back-to-back threes. And when you knock down those back-to-back threes, I understand you're going to feel good if you're Scotty Barnes, so it's just going to lead you to shooting more threes. I totally get that, totally understand that. But that's the new NBA that I'm going to sound like the old man, get off my lawn. I don't know if I like dudes coming down and just jacking up seven threes in a game unless you're like Ray Allen, unless you're like Steph and Dame and those guys. But hey, again, I, I, I'm like old man yelling at the cloud because the NBA's already shifted to this just being how it is, right? So as mentioned, Scotty Barnes starts off the game back-to-back threes. He had 10 of the Raptors' first 13 points, and I thought that was really huge for the Raps because on the second night of a back-to-back, you need your star players to come out and be aggressive and set the tone for the rest of the night. Your star players win you games when the rest of the team might not have it. That means road games. That means the second night of back-to-backs. And is Scotty Barnes there fully? No. But we are seeing the progression. And that's what you really want from this season, right? That's what you want from this season. In reality, Scotty Barnes to just keep showing that progression. And again, 24 points, 8 rebounds, 8 assists. Let me find the the statistic here. Scotty Barnes last season, okay? He only had, in his first 15 games last year, Scotty Barnes had one game in which he scored 20-plus points. I'm going to read that again. In Scotty Barnes's first 15 games last season, he only scored 20-plus points once. This season, he's done it in five of his first six games. Again, progression. You lose Fred. You wonder what's going to happen. Who's going to lead the team? What's the offense going to look like? Who's going to make the plays? Who's handling the ball? So far, Scotty Barnes has answered the bell. Scotty Barnes has done the job. And, I mean, listen, the rest of the team, Scotty included, you're still figuring out the offense. You're still figuring all these things out. I know that the Raptors had a big-time win against the Milwaukee Bucks last night. I get that. I understand that. This is why I warn about the waves, right? You got to just ride the waves because you're going to have good nights. You're going to have bad nights. Last night was a really good night against the Bucks. Tonight, not so much. But you hope to see what you can build on consistently. And Scotty Barnes, so far, has been one of those things that the Raptors can build on consistently. The way that he is playing, the way that he's coming out and just being aggressive and setting the tone. And when he's going downhill, finding those mismatches, which he's going to find the more and more he handles the ball at his position, you got to take advantage of those things. And I think he's doing a really good job so far this season. And we talked about who's leading the Raptors, who's handling the ball, Dennis Schroeder. He continues to play really well for the Raptors in terms of being that lead guard, that point guard, 13 points and 10 assists for Dennis Schroeder. And the shooting numbers, four of nine from the floor, one of two from three. I think that's a solid job from him. He's he's playing really well. 
at that point guard position. And I feel like if that continues for the Raps, everyone else is going to sort of fall in line. And, and the biggest thing is going to be the pecking order, right? Like who shoots the ball when? I, I feel like towards the end of the game where the Raptors were kind of making a run, but not really making a run, you know, the game was getting towards that like 12 point, 14 point, almost cutting it to double to like single digits, you know, getting it to that range. You saw a little bit of hot potato. The Raptors weren't sure who was going to go, whose turn was it? And all that stuff is just, again, the beginning of the season. You're going to figure it out. It's going to take some time and someone's just going to step up and take control. Who's going to make the plays? We're going to find out as the season progresses. But again, the Raptors fall 114.99. I see the chats blowing up. Continue to send your comments and questions. That's how you are a part of this, the live and interactive show. Send in your comments, send in your questions. I'll read them. I'll answer them on the show because this is your show, Raptors fans. We like to get the pulse of what the fan base is thinking on a nightly basis. And I thank you guys for joining me. But as we look at this game, it's a tough one, right? Because here, here's here's the real thing here, okay? Here's the real. Scotty Barnes gets off to a really good start, but the Raps were still down by four after one quarter. I want to say in the second quarter is where the game really flipped because I thought that the Raptors bench did a good job. The Raptors bench came into this game and they started off playing really well. Malachi Flynn hit a three. You saw McDaniels come in and he started playing well. Euro step in for a lay-in. Raptors actually took the lead. 13-3 run. That's positive. But then Philly's star player took over. And this was a sign that you've seen if you watched the Raptors game last Saturday against the same Philadelphia 76ers. There's a guy named Tyrese Maxey. He put up 34 points in that game, shot 60% from the floor in that win for the Philadelphia 76ers on Saturday. Tonight's effort for Tyrese Maxey, he had 18 points, 7 of 16. Not as crazy, but I feel like this is something we talk about all the time, and I'll reference Kawhi, and you'll understand why in a second. Did Maxey put up big-time numbers in this game? No, 18 points. Pretty solid, though, right? Not too crazy, but it's a matter of when you put up those points, okay? And I thought in that scenario where the Raptors were, everything was going really well, things seemed to be clicking, in that second quarter, Maxi came back in the game and he flipped it. His energy, his speed, I don't know many players in the league that can keep up with Tyrese Maxi when he's going full court, full speed, and is able to stop on a dime and change directions and still elevate at such speed to get a bucket. How do you stop that? The way that he came in, it was a 20 to eight run at one point for the Sixers in that second quarter and Tyrese Maxey getting the ball and he just sprinted full court past two Raptors splits. OG and I think it was Malachi Flynn goes up for the and one. It's just, how do you stop that? You got to, it's it's tough, right? Because if you're the Raptors, you think you're running back on defense. And meanwhile, Maxi's just blowing by you and you're backpedaling. That's tough. That's a tough, 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 tough break for the Raps. But I thought Maxi's energy was just so good 
that it was able to flip that game. And the big thing in this one was the way that the Sixers closed out the quarters. I thought this was a real key to the game because how do you finish quarters? It's like you, you break up the game into little, little mini games and it's like winning time at the end of each quarter, right? The end of the first quarter, Sixers went on an 18 to nine run. End of the second quarter, Sixers went on a 16 to six run. End of the third quarter, 15 to four run for the Sixers. And by that point, I mean, Raptors were down 13 heading into the third. Kelly Oubre doing work. He had, what, 10 of his 17 at that point. Oubre finished with 23. So he had 10 points in that third quarter, and that game was just over. Joel Embiid, I haven't even mentioned his name, but it's almost because you know what you're going to get from Joel Embiid at this point, right? You know that he's showing up ready for the raps. You know that he's going to want to put in work, and he did. Solid effort from Joel Embiid. A chippy game at certain points. Saw a couple hard fouls on Embiid, which I like. Got to keep it spicy. But Embiid still put up 28 points, 13 rebounds, 7 assists. Solid outing for Joel Embiid. That's what he's supposed to do against a team like the Raptors. And he was dominant inside. He really was. He held it down. I mean, 28 points, 8 of 22 for Embiid. But he got to the free throw line which I think was also very key because in those spurts where the Raptors were trying to make runs early on in the game, Embiid would just get to the foul line and stop the run. The other thing about Embiid's game as well, he's getting points, but he's grabbing rebounds. He was a beast on the boards, 13 boards, seven assists. My guy trying no look passes over his head. <laughs> That's when you know my guy's really trolling out here, Joel Embiid. And I mean, hey, longtime listeners know the love-hate relationship I got with Joel Embiid. And I mean sports hate when I say hate. So relax, relax, right? We're talking like fandom here. Joel Embiid just loves going against the Raptors and he's going to talk his trash. You know, we'll always remember the airplane, Selly. We'll always remember him crying after the Kawhi shot. But... He can win all these regular season games now because the Raps already, you know, got their dub. <laughs> I'll never let him forget that. I'll never be mad watching Joel Embiid because the Raptors already took his soul. <laughs> Kawhi stole his soul already. So, I mean, hey, that's all I got. A uh, huge shout to all the people in the IG feed. Just know, make sure you like and follow. Canada Hoops Daily on Instagram. That's where you will see this live stream going forward. Only up now on my main feed to let people know the pod is back up. But I appreciate the comments and questions there. There's a lot. Let's see. Do you think they'll grow? It's still so early in the season. Um, of course. Of course. What's this account? The Hydrant Online. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, of course, the Raptors will continue to grow this season. I think this is what growth will be the theme of the actual season for the Toronto Raptors. Because Scotty Barnes, you will continue to see his growth as he sort of takes the next step forward in running this offense, in running this team, but also being the face of this team. And it's things that people don't really think about, right? Like you have to go out to the media win or lose, 
every single day and talk to the media. That's another part of Scotty Barnes taking that next step in being the leader of this team. And I know that's something that people think doesn't matter, but it weighs on you because especially if losses start to pile up, you're going to be the one that has to face those cameras every day and take those questions. Is he going to be ready for that? Because that's going to become one of his responsibilities as well. So far, I'd say so good. You know, I think that he's done a good job in, you know, after the Raptors lost to Portland, he came out and he was just talking about it's early in the season. Our team's still together. Our energy's still high. Everybody's sticking together. That's what you want to hear. And hopefully that continues as well. Even after a tough loss, a second loss in a week to Nick Nurse and the Sixers. And while I'm on Scotty Barnes and Nick Nurse, just want to point something out, Raptors fans. Did you happen to notice on Saturday, Nick Nurse's return to Toronto, Scotty Barnes was asked after the game, hey, uh, did you get a chance to catch up with Nick Nurse at all? And he was like, uh, no, I didn't really see him over there. Uh, no, no, I didn't really see him. Like, oh, okay, well, did you, you know, after the game? And he's like, no, no, didn't see him. I didn't really look over there. I, I, I don't even know. I, I don't know. That was his answer. I, I bring that up because if you notice last night against the Milwaukee Bucks and the Milwaukee Bucks assistant or the Milwaukee Bucks head coach, pardon me, was former Raptors assistant last year, Adrian Griffin. And I noticed the vibes were a little bit different in terms of Scotty Barnes and Adrian Griffin. I noticed a nice hug. I noticed a little chat after the game <laughs> with Adrian Griffin former assistant coach of the Toronto Raptors didn't notice that same energy with Nick nurse. Just bringing that up as an observation, not saying anything more or less about it. I mean, it could just be the fact that on Saturday, the Raptors lost. So the vibes weren't as high maybe for Scotty Barnes as they might've been after a big win against the bucks. And maybe he was just in a better mood. And so you're looking around more, you're noticing what's going on that your assistant coach is over there. Or maybe him and Nick nurse didn't really have the best of relationships. I don't know. I'm merely just pointing out observations here. Let me know if you guys notice the same things. That's all I'm going to say about that. But again, huge shout to all the people tuning into this, the wrap it up podcast Raptors fall to the Philadelphia 76ers, 114 to 99. Joel Embiid, 28 points, 13 rebounds, 7 assists. Also getting a big night from Kelly Oubre. I felt like every time the Raptors came kind of close or they thought about making a run, Oubre would just hit a big-time bucket for the Sixers, and I think that was huge for them. A team that's kind of in transition, a team that just traded James Harden, who are bringing, and now they're bringing in a bunch of other, you know, vets in terms of Marcus Morris Sr. and also Nick Batum. You saw Robert Covington. It's an interesting team, right? Um, I don't know how it's going to go, but hey, I did see James Harden's crazy comments earlier about how when he was in Philadelphia, he was on a leash and they didn't let him be him. <laughs> and he's not. He's not a system player because he's the system. James Harden is a sicko. 
hold on. Let me find these quotes so that I'm not misquoting him so that I get this correct because I, I think it's just hilarious how James Harden, you know, like, I don't know if it's how he sees himself. I don't even know how to frame it. But yeah, first quote, I'm not a system player. I am a system. That is a solid quote. Also says the Sixers had him on a leash last season. This stat from Kevin O'Connor. Okay. James Harden ranks second in the NBA in time possessing the ball per game behind only Luka Doncic last season. I guess if you're not first, you're last. <laughs> That's amazing. So James Harden talking about how he, he, Billy, you know, he wasn't able to play his style of play, but he had the ball the second most in the NBA all season last year. That's incredible. Absolutely incredible. James Harden's a sicko. Because I'm not going to let anybody forget the fact that James Harden has quit on three different teams now, gotten his way three different times now, and complained on the way out about the place that he previously forced his way to. That's insane. And then to have the audacity to complain after the fact and blatantly lie. Like he was talking about, you know, people forget that he took less money last year. And it's like, hold on. You just told, you told us that Daryl Morey is a liar. Of course, the assumption of what Daryl Morey is lying about would be the fact that James Harden didn't get the max contract that he took less than the year before. So now, if we're piecing this all together, okay, in James Harden's mind, let's let's follow this along here. In James Harden's mind, he should get credit for taking less money, right? So that they could also sign his friend, PJ Tucker, who ends up to be on every single team James Harden is on. So we should give him credit for taking less money. But then we should also listen to him because... Daryl Morey is a liar because he didn't give James Harden the max contract. So he took less money to get the max contract the next season that he didn't deserve. And then when ownership didn't give him the max contract he didn't deserve, he then forced his way out of another place and then says he was on a leash last year. That is real sicko behavior by James Harden. <laughs> That's just amazing. I can't believe that. And I know this is not a Sixers pod or a Clippers pod or whatever, but James, that's just incredible. An incredible lack of self-awareness by James Harden. It just is. That's just incredible. No idea what's going to happen with the Clippers this season, but it'll be often entertaining wherever James Harden is at. I got to say, I don't really know what's going to happen with the Raptors this season either, but, but, I'm looking forward to watching Scotty Barnes all season long. 24 points, eight rebounds, eight assists. Dude is just putting in work so far this season. And I think if you're a Raptors fan, instead of, you know, getting mad or frustrated about the wave of the up and down season it's been so far, you know, the difficult wins followed by, you know, difficult losses, I think you'd be better served if you're a Raptors fan to focus on the stat lines of your man, Scotty Barnes, so far this season, right? So he scored in 20-plus games, again, as mentioned, in five of the first six games of the season. In those games, he's gone for 22 points, 
This is against the Bulls in OT, okay? Triple-double, 22 points, 10 rebounds, 10 assists. Following that up, first matchup against Philly, 24 points, 8 rebounds, 5 assists. Against Portland, 20 points, 12 rebounds. Then against Milwaukee, 21 points, 12 rebounds, 5 assists. Then tonight against Philly, 24 points, 8 rebounds, 8 assists. I don't know if there's more that you can ask for from Scotty Barnes in terms of stuffing the stat sheet. The next hope, the next level, is improving his feel for the game, his understanding of the game. The next level of being a star or superstar in the league is imposing your pace on the game. That's what the top-level dudes do. Like, the dudes who are really him, that's what they do, right? They impose their pace on the game. Scotty Barnes isn't there yet. But he's figuring stuff out, and I think that's a positive sign that if you're a Raptors fan, that's what you got to be focused on as he continues to average 20 and 10 this season. And if he's averaging 20, 10, and 5 and shooting over 50% and shooting over, I'm looking at the three-point percentage this season, what's he shooting this season from three? Over 30%? I mean, listen, man, you got to take that. You got to take that. But let's get to some comments because I see the chat really filling up. And, you know, that's what we do here. We take comments and questions from you, the fans. Glow Girl Smile checks in and says, it was going to be a tough game on the second end of a back-to-back and the challenge of overcoming the curse of Nick Nurse, former coach getting fired and having won Coach of the Year. Now, that, first off, thank you for the comment. Secondly. That is a funny comment because it's a reminder of Dwayne Casey coaching the Detroit Pistons, the Pistons consistently being one of the worst teams in the league, but yet finding a way to beat the Raptors over and over and over and over again. It really made no sense. But of course, this is a little different because Nick Nurse has a good team, right? He has like the former MVP but it's still funny, nonetheless, the Raptors losing to former coaches. It's just a thing that's happening, you know? Colin says, just go back, just got back and watch the highlights from the game. Oh, sorry. Just go back and watch the game seven highlights of Sixers Celtics in last year's playoffs. Cheers me up. Cheers me right up. This team ain't winning anything. I'm going to agree with you, Colin even though I struggled to read your message because, you know, it's late, kind of tired, but I'm powering through anyways. And you know what? Bringing up the vibes of the, the Sixers choking in the playoffs will always put a smile on my face too. And I agree with you. I do not think, I do not think that the Sixers will make noise in the playoffs, but I do like Maxi. I'm here to see the the potential of Tyrese Maxey and what he could be able to do. My guy, City of August, big shouts. He just says, present. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Well played. Salute to you, my dude. Another question. MC Maestro says, Sheldon, the only one preaching patience. Some of these Fairweather fans don't understand it takes time to come together. I'm going to say this, okay? I know we talk, I've, I've gotten comments here and there about, you know, other pods or like what other people are talking about in terms of when it comes to the Toronto Raptors. And it's just the truth. You're going to make yourself 
go insane. I understand cheering for your team. I understand fan is short for fanatic, fanatic. Like I get all that. But the reality of the situation is, what are your expectations for this team this season? I think personally, this team battling to get into the play-in, if you make the play-in slash playoffs, that's a huge dub. So if you're in that position, that's about 500 basketball. We started off this season, and I think from the first game of the year, I said, you know, the Raptor season total was, I'm pretty sure, 36 and a half. And I said, I like the over. 36 and a half was a projection from Vegas. So we're taking the over. You're like a 500 team. That's right there in that mix of the play-in. Those are the expectations for me. Those are the expectations from Vegas. So it's like, as a fan, you got to have the understanding there's going to be some tough losses. But this season is about patience. Then add in the fact that you have a new coach who's bringing in a new offense. You have a brand new starting point guard. That's a lot. Yak is back for his first full season back with the Raps, as obviously he was only picked up at the deadline. So that's two new starters you're putting into your lineup with a new coach and a new offense. That's a lot. Scotty's in his third year now. I mean, listen, like it's going to take time to figure these things out. And that's just the reality of the situation. I mean, just look at what happened to the Bucks last night. If the Raptors, if you're looking at the Raptors and being frustrated, I mean, what what would you be if you were a Bucks fan after watching the no show that they had versus the Raptors last night, right? Uh, Aisha says, but thank you for the comment, MC Maestro. I agree. You just got to like preach. Patience is the only way to go with this. Fairweather fans, everyone wants to talk about trading everybody now and doing this and doing that. After last night, being like, Scotty's the best. He bullied Joel or he bullied uh, Giannis, <laughs> right? It's like, relax, relax. It's okay. Take the good and the bad. Understand the bigger picture. Enjoy the ride that is this season and take the wins where you can. Hey, the in-season tournament starts Tomorrow, Friday, right? Maybe maybe that's something as Raptors fans you set your sights on of something that you want. You want to win a trophy, in-season tournament trophy. Nothing wrong with that. Aisha says, though, coming back to this game, she says, the signs of back-to-back games, fatigue starts to show in the third quarter. Um, I agree with that. Totally agree. I think that third it was, it was tough. And that's going to happen as well. But that's also why... Darko wants to play 10 players. Once you spread out the minutes, the hope is you don't have those issues late in the game on the second night of a back-to-back. So you kind of got to, you can't really play both sides with that one, right? Everyone's minutes, nobody, Scotty Barnes played 35 minutes, that's the most. You hope that that's not an issue, but maybe it is. Next comments, and there's a couple here. I have issues with Gary's performance. Gary Trent Jr. in this game, eight points on two of eight shooting, two of five from three, five rebounds. He, I feel like the breakout game has to come at some point because he's just such a good shooter. 
but we haven't seen it yet this far this season from Gary Trent Jr. And it makes me wonder, like, it's just a weird offseason. I'm still stunned that Gary Trent Jr. opted into his contract with the Toronto Raptors and then is now coming off the bench. I feel like that's super strange how that happened. I don't know how that happened. I don't really get it. I feel like it's a weird play by Gary Trent Jr. But at the end of the day, he's coming off the bench and he's struggling. And he's supposed to provide offense. He's he's supposed to be a stabilizing force for the Toronto Raptors off the bench. And he just isn't that. More comments about Gary Trent. The missing factor was Trent. We needed him to counter Ubre, hopefully he can get his rhythm because we need him to win these matchups. Totally. And when you're dealing with a team like the Raptors where right now your bench unit consists of young players like Grady, Chris Boucher, who you know what you're getting, he's an energy guy. But Gary Trent Jr. is supposed to be a vet that you're getting consistent bench production from on a nightly basis. He's someone that should be pushing the envelope into almost being a starter for you. And right now, he hasn't been a plus so far this season. But the hope is, because he's in the same situation as a bunch of the Raptors' other players, and I'm talking OG, talking Pascal, they're free agents. So it's in everybody's best interest for him to have a breakout, and it just hasn't come yet. Uh, More comments. I like seeing Scotty taking shots with confidence. Scotty has... He has gotten to the next level and developing into the team's leader. I think so far this season, it has been a goal for the Raps to hand the keys over to him and and just see what he can do. And he hasn't disappointed. He's looked really good. He's done a really good job. And I just want to follow that and see that continued growth. Um, More comments. It seems like a step forward limiting Maxi and Embiid just to have, have them get those rebounds and get and take care of the ball, pardon me. Yeah, turnovers were a problem for the Raps. And yeah, clearly after Maxi and Embiid go for 34 points each on Saturday, the Raptors did a much better job on the two of them. But I feel like the rest of the Sixers around them had a way better game. And hey, that's going to happen sometimes. That's what happens with a good team. That's a team that, despite whatever the outside world says, they still expect big things and see themselves as a top-line team in the Eastern Conference. You're only going to be a top-line team because you have depth. They're showing, they showed that in this game. Is that the solution long-term? I don't know. But we shall see. Speaking of their depth, Pat Bev, talking trash again. Pat Bev, I just find it hilarious. I'm pretty sure next time in Toronto, he's going to get booed as he continues to talk trash on his pod about the Toronto Raptors. But at the same time, it's Pat Bev. It's just what he does. It's just who he is. Can't be surprised at that, right? He just can't. Either way, Raptors fans, tough night at the office for sure as the Raptors fall one 14 to 99 to the Philadelphia 76ers. As mentioned, a tough game for the Raps as they give up 28 points, 13 rebounds, seven assists to Joel Embiid. They struggled there. They also managed to give up 23 points to Kelly Oubre Jr. 
23 points to Tobias Harris. Maxi only with 18. So I guess you got to try to take that as a plus. I guess. I think. Sixers found a way to get it done. Great job by them. Great job by their bench. And you know what? A great job by all of the people who tuned into the pod tonight. Because I know after the losses, it's a little bit tougher to, to you know, want to discuss, relive what just happened. But I appreciate that we can do this together. Huge shouts to the people on Instagram. Just know if you're on my Instagram feed, I only have it running now so that you can move over to the Canada Hoops Daily site on Instagram. That's at Canada Hoops Daily. That's where you will find all the content and information as the the Canada Hoops Daily brand continues to build out. And you will see a lot more coming from that brand in the future. But this is how you get ahead of it. You like and follow now. If you want to watch this pod normally, just know you can find it on YouTube at Canada Hoops Daily and the Twitter feed at Can Hoops Daily. If you happen to miss the pod live, which we are after each and every Toronto Raptors game, just know that all you got to do, like and subscribe on Apple and Spotify, just search Canada Hoops Daily. Notice the theme here, Canada Hoops Daily. Yeah. Have I said that enough times this pod? <laughs> Either way, Raptors fans, thank you so much for tuning in and being a part of this Canada Hoop podcast. Your Raptors fall 114 to 99, but it's okay because I will always preach perspective. And if you're telling me you got to split from the Bucks and the Sixers, you got to take that if you're the Toronto Raptors. Big games coming up this weekend as the season continues to roll on. We are back. Raptors are back. Wrap it up is back. The whole squad is back in the group chat, and I'm happy. All we can do is continue to watch and hope for more development from your man, Scotty Barnes, who put in another solid performance as Scotty Barnes finished this game with 24 points, eight rebounds, and eight assists in a losing effort. Dennis Schroeder, another double-double, 13 points, 10 assists. As mentioned, for the Sixers, Embiid leading the way with 28 points. Oubre Jr., 23 points. Tobias Harris, 23, and Maxi with 18. Raptors fall. They lose 114 to 99 as they fall to 2 and 4 on the season, while the Sixers improve to 3 and 1. My name is Sheldon Alexander. I want to thank everybody tuning into this pod as always and as i always say i used to pray for times like this to rhyme like this this is canada hoops daily presents wrap it up as always unpolished and unapologetic until next time see ya